All right. Hello, No Offense Podcast listeners. Today we are here with a very special guest, one that I'm very excited about. Her name is Miss Francois. Please introduce yourself to the audience. Hi, everyone. As he said, my name is Miss Francois. I just want to make sure everyone knows it's MSS which stands for multi-talented and super sexy. Too bad you all can't see me right now, but... I know. (laughs) Yeah, your loss, guys, but my win, let me tell you. (laughs) For sure. So, basically, just to start off, I want to definitely talk about you, who you are, everything, because I've read a lot about you, so I do have some questions. That way we can just kind of be straightforward with it. So, first off, of course, you introduced yourself, but I also just want you to give a small sort of synopsis of, you know how you came to be, you know, how you built your platform and just kind of how you got to where you are today. Okay. So first of all, you should know I have an accent. So I'm from Trinidad and Tobago, one of the greatest islands on earth. Yes. Top 10 accents in the world. That's what, that's what Google said. That's what Google said, guys. (laughs) Don't you worry. I migrated here when I was in my late teens. And with most immigrants, you come here and there's a lot of challenges just trying to fit in trying to get support, trying to figure out, it's like a culture shock when you get here. So it's a lot of ups and downs for someone like me. At some point in time, you know, you do get the assistance and you find where you fit in. But what come to where I am right now, which is a host of a TV show, I do keynote speaking. It's all about relationship. And where that came from is basically having a bunch of sucky relationship, being frustrated, angry, (laughs) and starting to hate men. And then I decided, (laughs) instead of being depressed, miserable, and angry and telling your same friends over and over the same story that they're glad it's not them, why not make it into a TV show, add some humor into it, so it's easier for others to digest and listen to. When you add humor, everything else seems much more easier and light in life. Yes, for sure. I completely understand that. Why do you think I made a podcast? I mean, that's all, (laughs) that's exactly why you need to do it. My friends were sick of hearing me talk. So I'm like, I'll talk to other people. Why not? Uh, why not? But um, speaking of which, with immigrating here, I was wondering, was there any specific challenges with that that you might have faced at all? Was it, you know, was it a positive? Was it a negative that you had oh, to immigrate? No, or- okay. I honestly, I'm, I'm like to tell, like to say, this is my experience. I'm not speaking mm-hmm. for other people. I did not like this country for many years. I hated being here. I was angry. But you got to remember, I came here as a kid. In my, and even though I was 17, where I come from, everyone you call them auntie, uncle, everyone you trust is your neighbor, is your, your like family. And when I came here, it it did not have that same culture and atmosphere. Everybody seemed to be for their own. Every, no one was really supporting you, giving you bad advice. And I am so trusting that a lot of times I listen to this advice. So it was very challenging. I was one of those um, individuals that, the family that you with, I end up being on the street because they basically put me out in a black garbage bag. I always remember black garbage bag <laughs> and not having somewhere to sleep. So it was a lot of challenges. It yes. was not easy in the beginning. I know, but let me tell you, God bless you. I mean, you are so powerful for getting where you are from that because I know that, you know, obviously I cannot speak. I cannot feel myself in your shoes. I can never understand what that feels like for sure. But God bless you. That's amazing. So I actually researched this about you, which is my next question. Can you talk about your positions with um, like organizations like Toastmasters and World Visions and kind of explain, yeah, kind of explain just like how that's impacted you and your career, but also just, you know, how it's just like made you be able to explore so many different things? 
So I love Toastmasters. I'm very loyal to Toastmasters. So for those that don't know what Toastmasters is, you should check out Toastmasters.org. And basically, it's been around for hundreds of years. It's an organization that helps you with public speaking and leadership skills, right? And if it wasn't for me joining Toastmasters, meeting the people inside of Toastmasters, networking with people, discovering, discovering strengths, I didn't even know I had. Because when I first started speaking in Toastmasters, I was very conscious of my accent. And then you would hear people in the organization speaking and they have like a teacher background, professor background. And I'm like, I can't speak on stage because of how I sung. I don't, in my mind, it does <laughs> I don't sound smart. You know, when people hear English accent in their mind, it's wow, they, they're intelligent. It's just, that's what it is in our minds. It's bullshit. <laughs> yeah, that's I know what it is. Now. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but definitely meeting the people I have met in Toastmasters it definitely put me on a different level and networking. It, even with my TV show and all the other things that I do, I have gotten a lot of support from them. So I'm forever loyal. I end up winning one of the competitions, which is the, in all of New York, District 46, Humorous Speech Competition. So I am very grateful for Toastmasters. Yes. No, I, I saw that about about you and, you know, you working with them. And I just thought that was so amazing because um, personally, you know, I do like public speaking somewhat myself. My dad has always told me, you should go into public speaking, politics. And I'm like, no, no, this is, that's not what <laughs> not I'm going to do. even a baby, you're like, no. No, it's because my school, when I was younger, of course, had um, just a lot of, like, with, like, the language arts and creative writing, they had a lot of competitions and things that you would go and speak to. And, you know, it's just, I like, I liked writing, but I didn't at the same time. <laughs> I don't like writing too much. Helpful. It, it helps to build you because in the first year of Toastmasters, I sat there and refused to speak. And when I right. finally said, okay, I'll do my first speech, I actually decided that I didn't want to do it anymore. And the president at that time was like, no, you're going to do it. And I trembled and my voice cracked for the, <laughs> most of the presentation, you know, because your first speech exactly. is a lot about yourself. And speaking right. about yourself and some of the things you've been through is very emotional at times. Right. It, and what's so funny about that is this is the stupidest story, but just exactly with presentation or public speaking, it was just in a high school presentation. And I remember that I was carrying out this presentation and I was carrying this. Like I was, I had all this information. I did most of the work. So if any of you guys who were in that group are listening, I did the work. <laughs> but like I was saying though, um, I was talking and I just said one sentence. And the thing was, you know, when you say woman or woman, like it's like the difference within that one word. I said the wrong, the wrong one. And then my teacher was like, hold up, pause. You said the wrong one. And then I just blanked the rest of the presentation. Oh I was stumbling, goodness. but I was such on a roll. But like, I'm sure you can understand like being on a roll and if something right. stops you and, and you like. Right. And now you kind of doubt yourself. You're like, where was I? What What was the point of my presentation? I know. But I think you should have done that. Like if you needed to say something, it should always be at the end and you pull them to the side and say, you could do this better. And you know right. what I mean? Sometimes the stuff you're doing, some the person sometimes stopping you, can't even do half a ha, do it half as good as you do it. I know, I know what you mean exactly. And I loved this English teacher. I still do. She no animosity, but I'm like, damn bitch, you really had to <laughs> you stop me, me in my way. <laughs> like, okay, but um, moving on though, for sure. For, so obviously, your TV show that I love. I was watching videos, very comedic. I loved you. I also watched the when I first watched. I watched the trailer of you, and I was like, 
I am excited to have this girl on. <laughs> so for sure, though, I would love for you to talk about your TV show, kind of how you built the platform and just the process you took with that. Because, you know, for me, especially being a podcast, I mean, I'm not I don't have too many listeners. I'm we're roughly hitting 500. But of course, I did kind of just start out. So I'd love to hear like how you build your platform and how you sort of advertise or marketed yourself to really okay. get yourself out there. So I would say, don't let nobody tell you this stuff is easy, especially when you're <laughs> someone like me and you're clueless. But I do believe in starting wherever you are. So even though I said the TV, the TV show is based on like relationship and stuff, even starting out, because I even wrote a book, like how to do your own television by using the me in team, right? Because yeah. you start off by yourself. All the people that's going to tell you, yeah, go do it. I could help you. I could support you. They're lying. So know that from the beginning, you're not going to have that much support, right? right and most of right. the time, whoever supports you is strangers. So when someone approached me about, I was like depressed or sad someday, like we all go through that. And one of my mentors, friend, his name is Sherman Brown, he came in that day and he said, oh, what if you had everything in the world, what would you do to like make me happy? And I'm like, I'll have a TV show like Carol Burnett. And he, I always get this, like, who the hell is Carl Burnett? And I'm like, what the hell? Am I that old? Right, right. I know what you mean. <laughs> but I love Carl, and she's still alive. Yeah. So yeah. with that, he had given me, and this is why you should network with the right people. He told me about um, BronxNet, which is uh, basically an organization that helps you do your TV shows, your podcasts, different things like that. And they have like classes next to nothing instead of paying hundreds of thousands of dollars for broadcasting and studio production and field production. It was like a hundred dollars because it's an organization. I was able to go in there. They showed you definitely you have like a few weeks classes, whatever, so forth and so on. But even though they help you with that part, you still have to come up with content, like all this branding and stuff. Believe me, it's trial and error. And yeah. some things I wish I didn't spend so much money on other things, but I would tell people, whatever you decide to do, definitely do some serious research. Whoever you, what your shows might be, it's always like a mixture of someone else's show. Like mine is a mixture of an Oprah Winfrey and a Steve Harvey put together. So watch the shows that you like to get ideas, learn about it. Don't go spend money yet because so many things you can get for free. Right. Because I always say if you ever watch one of my shows in the studio, it's the studio. This is a secret, but it's free. You have to do one or two things. People don't know you could get certain things for free. The set is for free. You can mm -hmm. get the, the back thing. People who know Fiverr, all these things is trying to use money wisely. But but when it comes to like social media and stuff like that, it's a lot of work. It's I took some classes. Something is trial and error because someone my age, I, I was not on social media. I was totally clueless. Right. So again, thank God for the young kids that 18 and 19 started off. But no, everything definitely takes some time. So I would say don't beat yourself up. Start where you are and definitely as you go along, you're going to learn some things. Maybe you're going to take some things out, add some things. Cause it's like my second wrong that all this branding and stuff, which I'm keeping because it looks freaking amazing. It does. I'm like, I'm looking at this in time. I'm like, I need to know who, where she got that from. <laughs> I'm like, I'll have it right here. Every time I'm recording. <laughs> it makes a lot of work, but I love, again, when you get to a certain point, everything else comes easier. Even if you watch my YouTube, like a lot of people say, Oh, they have a YouTube. And when you look on it, they don't have a banner. It it just doesn't look like, I believe if you're doing something, do 120 or don't do it. You right. know, 
So I always try to have my things looking a certain way. Because a lot of times when people do reach out me, to me for speaking or anything, they always go, oh, do I have to speak to your team? And in my mind, I'm like, what team? Yeah, you're like, it's just me. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. No, but I mean, I, I completely understand that because it's just, you know, it's like weird because I think just like you sort of said, you had the Steve Harvey and Oprah Winfrey sort of like combined influence of like what you wanted to be or like what it became. I remember that I used to listen to podcasts all the time. And I was like, people sit behind a mic and just like do this stuff. And I'm thinking it's that easy. I'm like, oh my God, like this is just like, you get to say whatever you want, all this stuff. And I'm like, no, that's not the truth. Because right. when I first started out, um, before I had this one now, I actually had another one with a friend. And just like that, though, I remember that it was, you know, I was on like spring break because, you know, college student hate college, but it's fine. <laughs> um, but, you know, I was on break and I remember that I spent hours designing my own logo, researching about like, what do I need to do? How can I get myself out there? And I'm like, oh my God. And then finally though, when I got it underway, it felt really good to do it. And then once that fell off, I like months passed by and I was like, I want to keep doing this. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to take the reins by myself. I was like, I don't need to worry about it. Like I can have whoever I want on, make my own thing. But just like you were saying, it's just like, it, that's inspiring to hear because I'm like, you know, now this is getting so much bigger than what my other one was because yeah. it's myself and I'm spending my time on it. But of course, just like you said, I heard you say Fiverr. Girl, I use that all the time yeah, with no, this stuff. They're great. So and it the thing is, is consistent also. People don't realize how hard it is. Like even they say, like for podcasters and even stuff like mine, they say most people don't get past the 12th episode. Like everyone gets all hype and start and they just don't continue. And, and we're on 14. We're on 14. <laughs> I made it, guys. No, it's hard. Like, my show is on year five. Like, I would, like, some. the cool thing about where you are now is when you look back to where you were and you're like, how far you have come. It's amazing. I know. It's crazy because also I feel like when I'm recording this stuff, it's like I'm very impulsive with some of these episodes. They're very just me going into it, of course, with, like, some idea of what I'm going to be talking about. But other times I'll want to be consistent, but I'll be also sort of like, I'll be late with it. So I'll be like, you know what? I'm just going to say what's on my mind today. <laughs> but I feel like it's almost like, as you say, looking back, it's like looking back to it now, like, you know, cause I promoted, I'm starting a true crime series on this platform too. Cause I'm mm. very big fan of true crime and I'm starting that. And then eventually once April comes around, I am going to be starting to do um, a YouTube channel with my podcast, but yeah. like saying in the sense that I'm advertising it. So I'm like, Oh shit, I actually got to do it now because people <laughs> are expecting it. So I'm like, I got to do this, but exactly what you said. But it's like looking back. You, like you have to do it now. Right. Cause if you're telling yourself, you'd be like, oh, I need to do it. Cause even when I, I started know. taking classes to do to in a studio production, I was like, I told no one. Cause I was like, in case I want to quit and nobody going to know that I quit. <laughs> Exactly. Because it's something I, I, I didn't know anything about. And sometimes you start something like, I don't know if I really like this, you know, but yeah. by the end of it, I was all in. I know. And then you also get to make the money for yourself. So that's the other <laughs> thing too. But yeah, no, my dad's like my manager. He's like, did you record an episode today? And I'm like, oh, no, I didn't. I got to go do it now. But no, that's definitely, you know, that's what I'm saying. It's very inspiring to look back, but also see other people and how they've come to where they are for sure. Yeah. But to move on for this Valentine's 
sort of late day special that because it was my fault, not hers, not hers, my fault. <laughs> but I do have a list of questions to ask you, oh and it, I actually—I know. Yes. <laughs> Don't worry, I took these from uh, your topic board that you sent me from that picture. Yeah, you but... remember any of those things? <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> Man, oh my god, <laughs> I love you. I love you. Okay, and then after that, though, we also have some hot seat questions. So those be nervous for. <laughs> Not these. This one's easy. <laughs> this one's good. Okay, so first question. So that we're getting into some relationship advice. So with any type of heartache or breakup, can you explain what you would say are the top three ways to help yourself move on from them? Okay. Well, first of all, I like to tell people there's hundreds of ways to do that. Some of them not so great, right? right. But I had a TED Talk like last year. And I had a book about like five different ways, right? Five plus. But the three main things that I've found is detaching from items. Because a lot of times when you go through a mm. breakup, what do we do? We put on the t- old T-shirt that he used to have in the closet. We go through all the cars. We go through the pictures. We talk about the person. And I understand you do have to go through some of these steps but the problem is people stay in the steps and they don't detach from some of these items so sometimes i like to call it cleaning house because you know sometimes you do need to clean your house and right. clean out all these things and it, no, what's funny about the detaching part someone told me one time but if they bought you a tv or a phone how do you detach from that i said look i never said to be stupid <laughs> yeah <laughs> Never said let's do let's go to the extreme here, but let's dial right. it back. I'll tell someone this because like my ex here got me like a really nice phone. And I say if you have to be looking at the phone every two seconds, be like, Oh, I remember when he gave me the phone. I love this right. phone. And he told me then yes, maybe you should have to yeah. sacrifice that. But I was fine with looking at my phone. Exactly. <laughs> so I didn't need to detach. You're like, so- everything's on here for me. So I don't know what you are doing over there, but so the first thing is definitely detach. The second one is confide in someone. But hold up. People like to say, oh, my best friend. No, I don't even like the word friends. I tell people it ha- they have watered down the word friends so much from your BFF. To, mm-hmm. No, friends with benefits. Friend is just not the word we need to be using. So I have a confidant. And I always say the main difference for me with a friend, a friend you can go to the movies with. You like the same movies. We laugh, we talk, you go home. That don't mean as a person you need to tell all your business to, right? We have friends for different right. things, friends occasion. But I say all of us sum up all of our friends in one category and tell our friends everything. That's not how it works, people. But to <laughs> me, a confidant is someone when you talk to them, they're not trying to fix everything. Honestly, sometimes they should just shut up, listen, and nod, and smile, and be there for you. Right, you don't want your sure. friend... That's going to be like, we got to get in the car. We're going to kill him. We're going to egg his car. Nah, I can't believe he did that to you, sis. Or oh my God. you don't need a friend that be like, nah, you got to put on that dress. We're going to get some dick tonight. Cause, no. <laughs> That's not That's the friend That's literally me. Damn, I got to chill back then. I got to chill. Exactly. But the thing is, but the thing is, I have... I have friends who are just like that. So it's a lot of influence too. So I'm like, if they're going to do that for me, I'll do that for them. So, but it goes back to, I ain't saying nothing's wrong with your friends. But no, of course. In <laughs> categories. Because some of the friends, you do some of this, the next day, wake up, you don't know why you're itching, right? But right. you're like, yeah, my friends have me out. I don't know who this is in my bed. No. <laughs> so, oh. you need a confidant that got your back, that's going to let you just cry 
and tell you the same story 10 times you just not sometimes people just want someone to be there i always say we already have the answers to a lot of our own questions sometimes you need validations but sometimes you just if you think about it, when you go to a therapist what do you do you talk 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 the therapist never really tells you anything it's helping you to solve your own issue yeah that's why you don't need some of your friends you need a confidence no i know exactly what you mean and the, the funny thing is too is that you know, we are that we play that confidant role for a lot of each other. But the like the almost like weird part about it is like, for example, for myself, I haven't been in a full relationship for my life. I'm I'm young still, so I have some time obviously to experience things that are going to happen. But the thing is, like you know, a lot of us go to each other sort of with situations that some of us might not be experienced with, but it's because we have such a trust and loyalty with each other, and we just know that we don't want to hear about the exact situation but more about what we'll just what we need to hear in like a sort of i guess therapy almost but in a more not paying <laughs> and friendship type way totally understand that <laughs> yeah for sure not need to pay for you to tell me what i want to hear i need right. to know what i need to hear right. for and sure sometimes you do need a little shake you know but most of the times in the beginning especially you just need someone to be there for you right for right? sure. And exactly. last year, I call it CREATE because I do it like DCC, the acronym. It's mm-hmm. CREATE. Because a lot of times when you're in relationships, I feel, I not even feel, my experience as well as friends and family, you get lost in your relationship a lot of times. Sometimes the goals you had, whether it was to have your own podcast, write a book, read a book, pursue our education, whatever your goals and dreams were, a lot of times we do put it on the back burner when we're in a relationship. Think about it. As soon as you get in a relationship, you can't remember your friend's name. You don't talk to them as much because I got a man, I got a girl. Right. So my thing is, is to pause, reflect on some of your goals and dreams and start creating certain things. You know, I think we, we tend to focus on why this and why that and why me. And Time is something you're not going to get back. So why not focus on creating some of the things you what was creating and what you could be creating? And it's right. a positive distraction because along the way, you don't even know who you might meet, what you might experience, who you go, you know? So start creating and shut the hell up. No, it's so weird. <laughs> I'm not, you're, you're like, that's, you know, it's so weird. Is me and my friend were literally having this conversation last night. And when she listens, if she listens to this, she knows who she is. She will freak out because I, I've been telling her, I'm like, you know, focus, just focus on something else. So focus on something that, you know, might be new or just like something that like you want to experience. Stop holding yourself back from it, you know? But like, yeah. it's just so weird that you said exactly that. Cause you know, coming from an expert, she might listen to me now, <laughs> <laughs> but all right. So you ready for the next question? We all good. All right. Here we go. <laughs> So do you believe that people have validation for heartbreak, even if they might not have been in a labeled relationship, considering a majority of people might say otherwise? Okay. Repeat that. Why are you trying to validate? Repeat it. (laughs) No problem. Do you believe that people have validation for heartbreak, even if they might not have been in an actual relationship? Of course. No, I do too. I'm not going to (laughs) disagree with that. (laughs) <laughs> okay, can I say can I say this maybe? I wrote that question out of personal experience. <laughs> let's just let's say that. I mean, we, I think the number one thing we are all emotional creatures. Right? right? And no matter what relationship is a friendship, a romantic relationship, you do experience hurt. 
and mm-hmm. you, you could say it's heartbreak or what, whatever label you do want to put on it, you have feelings. So when something doesn't go a certain way or you don't, you have certain expectation from someone and it doesn't happen that way, you're going to hurt, you know? So you're, you're valid for having a heartbreak. Right. What the hell? I stop talking to right. that person. Depressing. I you know. You need new friends? No, I know. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, not at all. That actually, it's like, I I heard it. I heard it somewhere else, not among my part, like people. And the reason I did write that question was, yes, yeah, somewhat from personal experience, but just also from like situations that I've heard about. And I've seen people just say that, you know, it's not, sometimes it, it can't be validated because you haven't actually experienced an in-depth relationship. But just like you said, people have emotion. People are allowed to. Creatures. Yeah, exactly. You can walk into work and someone could not say hello to you and all of a sudden, oh, why she didn't say hello? And you don't know what the other person is going through. We're just emotional creatures. Sometimes we just need to really pause and really reflect and see where we are in our life. Because <laughs> sometimes we take so many things personal that we don't even need. I, I, like I, I read or I even been to some seminars where they say a lot of times when people say something to you, it's just feedback. Mm-hmm. You don't have to take it personal. You know how they say brush it off your shoulder? Because we mm-hmm. read so much into it and the person that gave you the feedback, they're going on with their life happy as can be. And you're like, oh, my God, I can't believe and this hurt me. Like, right. It's not that serious. I know. <laughs> I know. Sometimes I, I will say I've grown from taking things so personally. Well, not really, but like more of just understanding. Like, the I, I, like dead girl, but not really. Not really. I mean, because here's what happens. It'll be like I take it personally and then my friends surrounding me are like, okay, was it really that bad? Like, is it really worth getting angry for, upset for, and all that stuff? And I'm like, yeah, but like, no. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, but yeah. no. It's it's not even worth it. And and sometimes according to who it comes from also, you're like, really? That's the person? <laughs> no. You're like, that's who it is? Oh, okay. Then. <laughs> but, all right, next question. So, would you say that what are the best three ways to move past the friend zone and if you are in the friend zone already, do you think there's truly a way to get out of it? So if two people like each other or one person like each other, one person like the other person and the person put them in a friend zone. Mm-hmm. Well, I put a lot of people in the friend zone. <laughs> you heard it here first, guys. She exposed that. No, because look, I, I don't <laughs> From people, a lot of the times on the female, again, experience and what I've known for the female aspect, a lot of times is the guy might want something and women have an easier time of putting men in a friend zone. Okay. Right. And to me, man is the one like, oh, she's going to come around. I could wait two years. We, I could pretend to do the friend thing until, you know, that guy breaks up with her and then she cries on my shoulder and then I'm in. Right. No, one woman put you in a friend zone. I'm sorry. It's over. <laughs> That's it. That's it. That's it. Even, even if something was to happen, he's sexually or touching or kissing, the next day the female, from what I know and all the people I've talked to, they're still good with just switching back. Because in their <laughs> mind, like, this just happened. But it's so it's so weird to say even though women are the supposedly more emotional ones, it's sorry, you're in the friend zone. It's kind of hard to get out of out of that. It doesn't even matter what you do because they have done a lot. I know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> it's How gotten to the... In the friend zone. Um, uh, you know, 
too many to count, I feel like. But that's it's, it's weird because it, it kind of was going back to what you were saying before, just like I, I'm someone who does like to open up a lot to someone. Um, you know, not like when directly meeting them, but I think just like knowing them over a small period of time, I'm like, okay, well, if I open up to them, like, let's see how much like they would actually maybe have trusted me or, you know, open up to me if they want to actually create a friendship or something like more than that. So I think that's kind of where I fall short is I, I, I become almost too friendly. So then they don't think, oh, like either they think he doesn't want anything or like, mm, I don't want anything because I like this friendship, you know, the whole thing. But, you know, sometimes I have the thing where, because I'm like jovial and I'm always happy all the time, people is like, oh, she must like me. And I'm like, no, I'm like, and oh, you have fun with me. Like someone say, oh, but we have so much fun together. I'm like, I could have fun with a dead dog. Like it's my, I, it's my choice. And mm. why should I go oh somewhere and not have fun? I could have fun no, with yeah, almost yeah. anybody. It's, I would say it's still a choice. But people take that as like, oh, she likes me. No, no, I don't. You heard it here first. No, I don't. <laughs> no. Guys, anyone listening? No, she does not. <laughs> All right. Next question. We have two more questions left, and then we'll get into hot seat, which will be wrapping up the episode. <laughs> so I'm excited for that. So I will let me see you. Okay. So, oh, actually, we'll make this the last question because it's a really good last question. Okay. So, what is your take on age difference and how many years would you consider it to be too old and too young? Okay. So, I'm pretty open with the age, right? Because mm -hmm. I like my man young. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm right here. I'm right here. <laughs> but the reason for that is, to me, it has to do with individuals a lot of times. Like, people like to group everybody. Well, if you're this age, you shouldn't date that. But with my personality, if I date a lot of older men or my experience of older men, is they just want to sit down, watch some football and eat and then get a big, ugly belly and then they get unattractive and they lose their hair. And I can't work with that. So, and a lot <laughs> of younger people do tend to talk to me because I'm the one jumping out of planes. I'm always doing some zip lining. I'm fun. I'm outgoing. So, right. a lot of... A lot of younger people tend to be more, you know, lean to that side. So that's what I'm attracted to. And they are attracted to me, you know, older, more mature, sexy. And she still want to do what I'm right. doing. That's cool. But like for me, I would say like five years, six years around that for me. But again, it's where people are in their life. It have a lot of young people have dated much young, like 10 years younger. And they're more mature than some 50 year olds. So to me, that's individual for someone to choose. No one say go to prison. So be conscious. <laughs> be, be aware. <laughs> and again, for some sure. people are in relationships for different reasons. It could be a sugar mama, a sugar daddy. If that makes them happy for six months to two years, look, enjoy life. You could get hit by a bus the next day. <laughs> that's so true. But actually, what's so funny that you say that, and that's why I'm, that's why I'm happy I made this like the last question, was because I actually never looked at like age difference and whether you prefer older or younger of like almost the energy level and like sort of you know like what they're into and you know like you said you're an adventurous person you want to go out and stuff you want to do things you want to live your life because like you said tomorrow could be the end like you never know what's going to happen but yeah i just like that's very interesting that i never i always like assumed it was just looks and like of course that's a factor but i always just assume people were like 
oh, like, he's just too old or he looks too, like, he's, you know, his skin's going to get wrinkly or he's going to lose hair, like you were saying before, like, that sort of thing. I mean, if you're in a relationship and you're in a relationship for the right reason and you love the person, that person could be wrinkly with one toe, one foot. <laughs> you one know, arm. <laughs> yeah. It's what works for you and what right. makes you happy at the end of the day. For sure, for sure. So, now, what we've all been waiting for, guys, this is Hot Seat. And... I've played this, I've done this with my friends a lot. It's almost like, um, it's like the 73 questions of the Vogue. I don't know if you've seen those videos before. It's yes, usually, yes. <laughs> so, but the thing what I like to do is I like to do hot seat because it's kind of just rapid, quick, and like, you can make the answer however long or short you want to, but I do like to ask the questions if you just want to like, go, 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 whatever first comes to mind. All right. So here we go. Who was your first crush and what were they like? Okay. His name was Kyron. <laughs> He was in Trinidad, but in Trinidad, I was very shy. I didn't see a penis till I was like 18. So he was <laughs> down the hill. So you just used to see him all the time passing. And you know what's weird? Mm. Because I had one crush. Every guy I talk to, I tend to, that's like my similar person, like my type supposedly, but never did anything with a boy. I just love him from afar. I still love him, but he's married. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. It's all right. We'll get over it. All right. Next question. Can you describe what your first heartbreak was like? That mother, oh, so. <laughs> no, no, you can, you can, you can, you can say it. This, this product is it's explicit. That was like a stab, like someone literally stabbed you in the heart and ripped out because when you have all these plans and you see the future, the house, the kids, the everything, and this person is just sleeping around and just cheating on you 24 hours a day. Mm. Yes, that hurts. Yeah, I'm sorry on behalf of the male race. I just want to say that <laughs> first and foremost. All right, next question. What was the biggest lesson from the, your worst breakup? So I'm assuming the one that you were talking about before. Yes, the biggest thing is I, I need to know what my worth is. Like you are, you do attract who you believe you are. So when you look back and see what they were doing in their life and where he is even today, no shade or whatever, I'm like, thank God. Cause he gained a lot of weight and I work out so and basically he married like his mom's because she also it, snaps all around let's go a great guy <laughs> he's a great guy guys don't worry don't worry guys it's okay no insulting here at all but the truth hurts <laughs> Lizzo all right <laughs> so Next question. What's something you used to believe about relationships, but you no longer do? What I used to believe about relationships is that person will have your back no matter what. Mm. Right. And that's not always the case. Maybe mm -mm. in the future, I want to find that person because sometimes you is that and having all these expectations from this person, you can't right. have all these expectations and you can't, Say, okay, this is how it's supposed to play out. Not even tell the person anything. And then when it doesn't happen the way it's supposed to happen, you get angry. So right. I would say is you can't have this high, high level of expectation. I expect the person to know this is what you want and how it's supposed to be. Right, right, for sure. So next question, We're kind of going a little off topic, but it's okay. So what's something surprising that you were afraid of as a child? What I was surprised. Surprising that I was scared. I guess, like, what's yeah, what's surprising? Bald head people. <laughs> that, I, that, I think I had a dream when I was like under 10. <gasps> I love that. In my dream, is like I licked somebody bald head 
And I was a kid. So every time I used to see someone bald head, I used to get grossed out. And I was so scary. I was like, that and old people. But I was I a was kid. Too. I was too. I mean, having a dream like that, I really, I would too. I'm going to be completely honest. You need to like psychoanalyze that dream. That sounds very interesting. And that's to show you how long ago that was. I was like six, seven. I was like, that and old people. Ew. Oh my God. God, that's I'm gonna name that this episode Afraid of Bald People with Miss <laughs> Francois. That's what I'm gonna do. All right. Next food, very simple, right off the bat. What was your favorite food growing up? Oh God, like well, I'm Trinidadian, so anything is Trinidadian, mm-hmm. but I like um doubles. And doubles is a form of you could see it as two pita bread, but even though I'm trying to explain it like that, it doesn't look like that. And <laughs> instead of it is for you Americans, it's like curry chickpeas. And like a nice sauce made of oh, tamarind. Okay. I'm trying to sound all American. But that is, and it's still my favorite. Doubles, right. a little cup doubles. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, they're all good. I mean, I know. It's very, that's very, I actually love that too. Just like how different it is in like different places for sure. Cause you know, you always also see like those shows where it's like British people try American food or like American people try British food. And like, I'm like, <laughs> I want to hear about other places for once. Anyway, so. Well, now, I guess being in America, living in America, did your favorite meal change? Do you have a favorite meal now compared oh, no, no, to no, sort no. Of- I still like doubles because as soon as I land, like I was home last month, as soon as I land, my sister know is doubles. And you right. know what's weird? One of my favorite things that I would never eat in America or haven't eaten is KFC. It's nothing like a KFC in the Caribbean, Jamaica or Trinidad. And if you look it up, Trinidad have like sold the most KFC. It's it the the chicken is different, the season is different, the ketchup is different. So. <laughs> oh my god! I shouldn't even ask that question. I need to go to Trinidad. I need to take a trip down there. It sounds like fun. All right. So, what was the first album, or I guess you could say music that you maybe ever owned or like listened to? Listen, Michael Jackson. I'm a hardcore ride or die. No one could say anything about Michael Jackson. I was like a total mental case. Like I celebrate his birthday every year. Like the glove, the good for the, you. Black and white. I have the tall, this life size poster. Uh, wait, gonna... wait. But do you have a picture of yourself in a Michael Jackson costume? Of course. Okay, I you think... need wait because you need <laughs> you need to send it to me because I need to put that in the Instagram for the highlights for the episode. Yeah, definitely. I'm definitely. Hardcore. That's awesome. I love that. That's very understandable. I would, yeah. I mean, I think for myself, like, these days, it's so weird. I'm a person, since I'm a dancer, I listen to very, you could say, contemporary, sad sort of pop music. Mm -hmm. So that's my range right now. But, like, no one will sometimes will ever know who the person is. They're like, who is that? I found them just looking on Spotify being like, depressed songs, like, songs you want to cry to. I'm not... I'm that type of person. But, all right, here's the next question. How does your life compare to how you imagined imagined it growing up? Oh, God damn. This is not <laughs> what the hell I had in store. Look, I'm from Trinidad. I thought by the time I'm 25, I have like 10 kids. I would be sewing because I grew up sewing and crocheting. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, <laughs> in my mind, I wanted to be a housewife. I thought that right. was exciting to me. Now I have no goddamn kids, no damn man. And I'm this <laughs> entrepreneur with like two degree. I didn't care for no type fancy degree. I just wanted to have some trend, cook some food. Hi, honey, you home and right. rub my man feet. 
So right. look at me being this damn independent bullshit woman that have everything <laughs> for her that most people wish they had going, and all I wanted to be was a housewife. That's so. And actually, speaking of which, was that you know growing up for you was that ideal pushed onto you, or it just sort of came to you? What this life I have now, or that before? Like the like the life of like being like, a housewife was that pushed onto you, I, or you know, it's not wasn't pushed onto me. Again, you are the main people that you surround yourself with, and my mom was a stay at home mom. In all, we have eight brothers, and I have eight brothers and sisters. So what I grew up saw my mom cooking, sewing, crocheting, mm-hmm. stuff like that. So you right. know, you always have one one kid or two kids that watch what their parents doing. I like mm-hmm. that. So since I was nine, I started doing these things. I'm a very creative person. So it wasn't pushed on me. I just thought that made me happy. Seeing your kids off to school, kissing them, right. home. So I, I found joy in that. And my mom, she left us. That sounds really depressing. She didn't leave us, but she moved out. <laughs> I know what you mean. I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah. so I was 11. And from 11 to 17 till I came here, I, I took care of my twin brothers. And my sister, and I loved it. I like cooking for them, helping them right. when they were being in charge. So I, I love that aspect of it. So it wasn't something that was pushed on me. I just thought it was, I didn't have an issue with it. I thought it was fun. I think I just no. like being in charge and running a household. I was going to say, I was like, you're on, you're, you're your own boss still. So you kind of accomplished one of those aspects. Yes. And that's what I see. A lot of these things do flunk, go back into what your life. So I definitely is big on organization, preparing stuff, getting things together. So that's what I right. do. I just do it in a whole different country now. <laughs> right. There you go. That's all. That's all you need to do. So next question, we got uh, three more left. So, do you believe in soulmates? Oh, hell yeah. I might not know goddamn man. Really? Just imagine if you're listening to this, he has to be at least over 5'9". Okay? <laughs> here's, here's the bio. Here's the profile, guys. Here you go. Um, I, I will take any brunettes or blondes. Uh, I could put my number in the description below. But ideally, Trevor Noah, it would be my man. But <laughs> I definitely believe in soulmates. Maybe you have one or two out there for you. Maybe your first part of your life. Some people have been married for 19 years and in their mind for the first 19 was your soulmate. And then you have a whole new life you started over. But I definitely believe you have a soulmate. There is someone ideally made for you. Maybe, mm-hmm. you know, it, to me, it might look different ways to different people. But I'm a, 100% still into Disney. I know what happens when the clothes curtain close it doesn't look as nice as disney but the first part of it i definitely believe in that right yeah no i think it's also because i wanted to ask that question because i think i've heard a lot recently i think just like you know of how you just said the fairy tales the magical you know storylines and all that stuff people kind of i feel like have come to think it's not it's not it can't be true like there's just not there cannot possibly be the one person out of 7 billion people that are just right for you. I just think people, of course, take Disney to the extreme, right? Right. But my favorite, one of my favorite ones is more Shrek. Like that's more believable. You do have the fairy tale, but he got kids, he get tired. Like that's what it, that's what it is. But it's two people that love each other, makes, make adjustment along the way and grow together. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah, I know. And that's the thing. Like right now, it's so bad because I want to be a dad now when I'm 19. Because I, I, I'll see. I know. <laughs> Dang it. That was my one chance there and I blew it. <laughs> I blew it. <laughs> but anyone, future wife applications, I'm going to have kids. 
So if that's not in the books for you, I'm sorry. I want right. to have. To me, it's what, knowing what you want. To right. me, it could be 19, it could be 30, it could be 50. It's what you want. And believe me, you might think, oh, I know where they think I'm crazy. And it's someone out there saying, oh, man, I want to have kids. And for whatever reason you do, is someone out there feel the same way. You right. just you know, sometimes just putting yourself out there. I always tell people they think they're going to find a person waiting for the postman or the UPS guy to come. You got to put yourself out. You got to join two masters <laughs> groups, organization. Right. And when you least expect it, you know, that's when it happens. No, I'm I know. I want myself too. Of course. <laughs> of course. Of course. No, for sure. I, yeah. Cause I, I want, I, I dream of being a daddy's girl. I want a little girl. I want them to love me more than mom. <laughs> I want them to like me more than mom. That's, I want that to be a thing. But of course, my mother definitely wants us to have children. She wants, she's like, she's like, we have family dinners every Sunday. I'm going to come over every Saturday. I know. I love my mom. She, well, she, she's going to spoil them to no end. She spoils my cousins already. But (laughs) next question Was there an embarrassing fashion moment in your adolescence? Like a really embarrassing one? She's like, she's like, no, I look good all the time. Well, I do. You do. (laughs) You do. Again, that is all how confident you are. I could be, no, it doesn't matter, makeup, whatever. I I think even if I had one, and I can't think of one right now, I'm the kind of person that changes it to it's not a big deal. So I could be the one, like, oh, when I was taping a show once and then the button came out or whatever, but you I'm like, Janet, hey. Yeah, you had a Janet Jackson I, moment. I don't think it like, oh my God. I was like, hey, this happened for a reason. <laughs> you know, I look at what I'm working with. So I right. still humor to everything. Humor could be added to almost anything. That's so just, true. Right. So the embarrassing moment. No, I take everything and make it into a wonderful, fun, happy moment. That's so, that's so good to hear. Yes, that's I'm really one of a kind. You are, and I wish I could have you, but I can't. (laughs) All right. This is the last and final question of the episode. So answer this as truthfully, as truthfully as you can. That's easy. I'm authentic. I know. You don't see right there the picture, guys. I wish you could see this. All right. So what is your definition of romance? Okay. For me, romance, again, me, right, is to me, two people sitting in a room, first of all, and just the energy in that room, just being able, I wouldn't say read a person's mind necessarily, but it, it's some aspect of that. But just knowing, just, just being together, even if the person was on the computer and you doing something else, just being able to be in that same room and have that energy and you could feel that energy, that love, to me, that's my own form of romance i mean it's thing again the candles and all that stuff oh god everybody could do that it's, it's not rocket science right <laughs> right right <laughs> you have all the movies or whatever but just being to be in a quiet moment next to that person laying on that person just even saying nothing you know that is to me is a certain connection that i that have that it's it's above all else for me right no wonder who you are who you are, because that was profound. Wish I could write that down. What? Use, oh, shit. Use, <laughs> she's like, no way. I'm profound. She's like, what? That's, but I seriously, this is like, I just love who you are. And, you know, just like your personality, especially because 
it's so weird, guys. I'm gonna tell you real quick about how how I came across Miss Francois. It was on a simple website. You know, uh, she messaged me and then she told me all about her and she was like, I'm the sexy, funny. And I'm like, you sure as hell are. And I'm like, I'm going to do this right now. I'm going to get on this episode. But um, I hope that you enjoyed this episode today for sure. I hope I'm I was very excited to meet you. I've been telling all my friends and family. I'm like, I have this interview with the guest. I have a guest on my podcast. It's not, you know, I like have someone. But I love all my friends. People are kind of boring. No, no. Because, you know, I've interviewed uh, a lot of my friends. And my friends really do. They're very funny. And I love them. And they really do make these episodes. But I definitely want to start branching out. And I'm so grateful to have branched out to you. So grateful. Um, So before we end the episode, do you want to plug it all? Tell my audience, you know, where to find you, where to go, all that stuff. Okay, so guys, I make it pretty easy. On the website, www. That's Miss Francois M S S Francois F R A N C O I S dot com. I'm on all social media. Yes, I'm that amazing. I'm that everywhere. So you just mm-hmm. look me up, find out whatever social media, wherever you want to follow me on, and you could definitely check me out there. Yes, for sure, guys. So thank you so much, everyone, for listening today. This was one of the best episodes that I've had, and I'm so excited to post this. I'm so excited for everyone to hear it. But, guys, make sure to go follow the No Offense Instagram. It's N-O-O-F-F-P-O-D underscore C-M. And make sure to see the highlights for today because you will see Miss Francois in her Michael Jackson era for his birthday. <laughs> she will be sending that to me, and I will fight her to send that to me. So... But as I said, thank you so much for joining with me today. I will definitely want to do more episodes with you. I am so excited and hope that you had a great time today, too. (laughs) No, I definitely have fun. You have a great personality. And it was easy. I didn't realize so much time even passed. Because sometimes I'm I know, exactly. I'm like, what the hell are we going to talk about? But this was awesome. Good job, man. I know. (laughs) (laughs) That means, no, either one. That means a lot coming from you. Thank you. I know. I, I try to make this very comfortable. I'm not. I'm not one to, and but exactly like I, my friends are always like, how are we gonna make a thirty minute podcast or like even just like you know twenty minutes? Then when you start talking, they're like, oh shit, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's been so long. Personality, you know, I have right. not shows where you had to drag some things out of people, but when you just have a conversation, relax and just be your authentic self. I think it flows much better. For sure, for sure. So once again, thank you guys for tuning in. Sorry, this was a little late. Once again, it was my fault. My fault. Very busy. I got to get my shit together. But we got it together. We finally met and we got it. So thank you guys for listening. And I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Bye. Bye, guys. <laughs>